Welcome back to Down Hello, to everybody. Watch. Hello. Welcome back. Shoot. I stepped all over it. Sorry. No, that's all right. I'm We're Dan. We're just going to do this every intro from now on. Shh. I'm Dan. And that guy over there. Oh, it's okay for me to talk Yes. Now? Is that fine? Yes. Sure, when I can set you up. <laughs> sure. uh, I, Raul, this is Down to Watch. We watch television more than movies, apparently. That is, uh, <laughs> we're just like Americans. We are uh-huh. hardcore Americans in that way. Uncultured. Um, yeah, no, I really need to force myself to watch more films at home at least, but we still have a little thing called a theater. I would like to make a suggestion. This is not going to work for your theater, but uh-huh. more movies should be have built-in intermissions in them. No. Oh, God. Yes. Oh, you're yes. referencing the uh, the uh, video. Okay, not, there's a TikTok. This a thought. This is a thought straight from my own brain. Nope. Nope. This is a oh, TikTok. Maybe I'm subconsciously thinking of something else, but what? I'm not thinking. Whatever it is you're thinking of right now, I cannot help you because I'm not so, thinking of that thing. There was a video of this wife made of her husband watching a movie mm-hmm. in some country. What country was it? Like mm. uh, somewhere in the east, Eastern Europe, maybe or something. Okay. And they took intermissions during every movie has like an intermission, and the husband is filmed on this TikTok oh, saying, "That's right." Yeah, I being like, that. "Yeah." I I but okay, but that is in the theater though. So that's not what I'm. That's not what mm. I was thinking. Oh, I was thinking because right now I've heard a lot of people say that they're um, they're in the middle of watching movies. Like I've been hearing that a lot. Oh recently. wow! And oh. that's for people streaming at home. Yeah, uh, and I think more movies should have that uh, built-in stopping points because we don't always have increasingly two, three hours, four hours to spend on a movie. Well, there's no movies that are four hours, really. That's uh, Excuse crazy. me? The That's biggest crazy. movie in theaters right now? How long it's, is that one? No, it's three hours and uh, 12 minutes, I think. And 90 minutes? Three hours and 90? No, 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 no. <laughs> yeah, that would be a little excessive. No, that one, I, I didn't have to take a, a a pee break. That one, too, like, yeah, three-hour ones for sure. Like, there's, You're there's a hardcore Cameron head, though, right? No, not really. No? Kind of not. After seeing this, I'm just like, I, see, I know where it's all coming from. I see all his, it's literally, like, I, that's the main reason that I want you and maybe our old producer, Mike, to see this avatar is to be yeah. like, oh, that's from Terminator. Oh, that's from Aliens. Aliens. Yeah. Oh, that's from this, you know, and it's just like, it, everything is, oh, the abyss. Like, everything is the, just right The there. argument that I've been hearing, because when Avatar was coming out, uh, we should say, for whatever reason you're listening to this podcast outside of, around the time it was um, released, uh, Avatar yeah. just came out and is exploding. It's it's at, like, number four. I'm going to look it up time. right now. I'm curious. I haven't done a, uh, a look up on it's this. It's doing fine. Uh, but, yeah. you know, there's a lot of people rooting against it. Uh, mm-hmm. And then, now that it's come out, the the conversation around it is almost like uh, apologetic for how successful it is. Uh, oh, really? Kind of saying like, yeah, it's not a great story, right? But James Cameron makes great movies, so who cares? Right. Yeah. That yeah. like that's kind of the the positive uh, reaction I'm seeing. Yeah, that's pretty much right. 
Uh, and and in just, general, too, the negative reaction I'm seeing is pretty minimal. I can tell you that the guy that, or one of the podcasts, oh, I lied, I have a second podcast that might, oh, no, no, this is more movies because they just cover movies called Film Spotting. And they did a special episode when uh, Avatar 2 came out, which they never do that. It's like they do, let's talk about three, four movies each episode or whatever. And they talked about it and they were mentioning the same points one of the guys, the same points that I was thinking about that it was just like blatantly too obvious. Like if you're a movie watcher person and you can kind of like, you know, directors, this and that you're comparing and contrasting styles and whatever. Yeah. So that's very obvious to me. And it didn't really necessarily take away from it. It just like made it more obvious that like Cameron is, is not as dimensional as we might think, you know, he has limits to like what he's, his capacity for telling stories is. Yeah. However, I think that uh, the ability to rehash your best moves is going to mm-hmm. become more and more uh, available as like a as a maneuver for directors and for like showrunners and things like that because mm-hmm. uh, the younger generations do not watch as much old stuff as uh, the older generations do because right. there's more stuff now. There's yep. there isn't the. There's the demand has been met for modern uh, uh, content like Mm -hmm. you and I grew up watching old stuff, not just because it was good, but because there wasn't enough stuff like, you know, like they had to you had to fill broadcast hours and there wasn't enough content made for a modern audience so like you've Mm -hmm. seen a lot of james cameron movies or at least me myself i've seen a handful of james cameron movies only on cable right right right. but kids don't watch cable reruns yeah for sure of movies that came out 10 years ago yeah this is a point yeah you're yeah modern audiences will figure this out what i'm saying in probably you know if they're gonna figure it out twice the time yeah Yeah. it would like when it comes time and that's the only that's downside I think to um, modern audiences getting as much content as they're getting is that it's a little bit harder to learn the lessons maybe right right that could be yeah but but you know I, I would have traded I would have traded that for as much content as exists now yeah and I don't mind that because if if you think about it those future filmmakers, and whatever they're going to do in that world, let's say they don't have the references we have and they're refer- they're they're getting them all within this movie even if they haven't seen the other movies. So in a way, it's still because of how James Cameron just uses the same kind of things. It doesn't really matter. Yeah, and he's they'll still like, be able to make He's he's trickling down his own uh uh yeah, directing style to the youths. Yeah. It works. Right. Uh, so maybe that's what all the avatars will be—just him rehashing all of his uh, all of his old hits. I don't know. Apparently, Zoe Saldana. Did I say that right? Yeah. Um, she's gonna. She's saying. A buddy of mine told me this. Maybe you heard this, and I, I thought I would have seen this somewhere, but she kind of was like hush hush, saying like, "Hey, you know, the second one is not that great, but just get to the third one because the third one is okay. like supposed to be where like it's really m- that much better or whatever." So, and I don't know how much of that is just like you know, pop, I mean, yeah, promoting sure. whatever, but partly uh, and partly also that. I I know that that happens. It movies. does happen. Oh yeah, so, like the middle movie is kind of like just like a I middle know, child. The middle one's the good one. Oh God! Is that you? Yeah, that's true. not you, though. That's my empire. That's my empire. Oh, okay. I was gonna say stance. Yeah. Empire. Empire Strikes Back is the best Star Wars. That's uh, I don't even care about Star Wars that much anymore. Uh, yeah. But uh, yeah. One point. So Avatar in general, though, you would recommend or not recommend? Yeah, I do recommend because the technical thing is like, 
is amazing. Like it's the best looking thing that I've ever seen in yeah. a theater. Uh, therefore, like that's a that's a first. Either way, no matter what you say about it, even if the story is not what this, you expect. This, you're not the first yeah. time I've heard this exact sentiment. So yeah. it's going around. Yeah, it's good for like yeah. And if it's we can have movies that look like this, but have better story, better characters, better other tangible things then that would be ideal but for a first of a thing that's uh it's fine it's good oh now, just sorry i was just gonna uh, say it's go at 1.7 just past 1.7 billion worldwide okay where does that put it in the so, in the all-time charts i don't know that's a good qu- question let's I think see. it's three or four last time i checked three or four domestic all-time uh let's see no that's not on the easy list well uh dan you it. also saw a movie that's probably gonna land, you know, top ten all time gross domestic, uh, gross. Uh huh. I said I went gross <laughs> domestic. I think is what I was trying to say. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And that's a bad joke because it's not. Uh, tell me about Megan. Uh, Megan. Oh, you mean M. Thregan. M. Thregan. Sorry. M. Thregan. That that's the European mm-hmm. title. M. Thregan. Uh, Three. Yes. And then the f- the A will have to be a four in the sequel, right? because they skipped one and two by putting the three in this one. You know what? And I've thought about that because I was like, damn, they ruined it for themselves for the three mm-hmm. if they get to that because mm-hmm. they already used the three. But the thing is, it, it actually makes sense in the movie. Like it actually stands for, you know, something. I forget what it is, but it's like it it makes logical sense. Like they made it make sense. So that's Yeah, fine. yeah, yeah. No, I'm sure. That sounds like the most fun job of all jobs is turning acronyms into actual things. Just standing around going, yeah, I'll make that for you. What does laser stand for? Let's find out. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so this thing kind of like was going under my radar personally. Like I knew about it as a thing, but I just Same. wasn't planning on seeing it. And, uh, and then I just like, uh, let me just look at Rotten Tomatoes and see, cause there's no way it's going to have like that good of a, a score. And it's, and it's sitting at 94% on Rotten Tomatoes. And I think uh, Metacritic's like 72, which is uh decent, like very, very yeah. above average. Um, and yeah, it was cool. It was, uh, I heard it is an above average horror movie. A horror yeah. comedy, I mean, apparently? Yeah, apparently, yeah. I mean, it's it has some um, comedic aspects because this guy, Ronnie Chang, mm-hmm. uh, comedian. I know him from The Daily Show. Oh, okay, he's, yeah. He's one of the lead correspondents on The Daily Show. I don't know him from really anything. Like, I think he uh, he did some something that I saw that let me know who he was, but I really don't know him other than that. Uh, but he did good. He was like the CEO. He's like very uh, 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 funny, matter-of-fact guy. And uh, not believable in terms of being a CEO of this level of a company, I don't think. But it's fine. It was fun. It made it uh, a little more uh, a fun aspect to a movie like this. Because usually, you know, like the CEOs are going to be kind of these evil dudes, <laughs> yeah. you know, and they're just kind of, excuse me, they're like, um, you know, just gung ho, uh, annoying corporate types. And this was not that. So it's mixing up some of that stuff. Um, Allison Williams, I, you know, I'm, I think she's, she's good, good for what it is, yeah. for what she is. Yeah. Usually fine. The little girl I've seen in a bunch of things. I got to look this up doll, though. Not the child. <laughs> no, the child. Oh, the doll is a little girl too, right? Oh yeah. She is. Yeah. No, but I mean, the I haven't actress, seen the kid who plays the doll is a child, right? Oh, I don't know that for sure. That's got it. That's be, right? it's yeah. That's one thing I was wondering about because I mean, how are they? She doesn't look CG. Like her, her face. Obviously, they. I think they yeah, just painted um, on a face. Pretty. Yeah, Jenna Davis is a little girl who plays. Oh, okay. Girl. 
I wonder if they have for some motions though, maybe like a some kind of a uh, like a stand-in, like a roboticy something. Like some of the movements are just like very very roboticy, you know. Mm-hmm. So I wonder how they do that. But no, she's uh, she's a dancer. That's how they do that. Like uh, whenever you see robots moving in super, like humanoid robots moving in super cool ways, or even like yeah. monsters. This is a good thing for anybody who's watching. Like going like this monster so scary. That's a dancer doing their thing, man. That's like right. that's a that's a dancer oh. being very good at body movement and knowing movements that would be unsettling to the human eye. Like yeah, just like uh, Alicia Vic- dancers. So you remember uh, uh, Ex Machina. And Alicia Vikander yeah. played her, mm-hmm. played the sure. uh, robot in that, yeah. And she's like very, very. You would guess she was like uh, more CG than you, than she really was, too. Right. You know? Yeah. It's all it's all their their body control. Very cool. So the little girl Violet McGraw, who plays the little niece of uh, Allison oh, okay. Williams, she was in. I just just checking this out because I was like, I've seen this little girl in a few things, even though she's so young. So she was in Doctor Sleep. Which was the okay, sequel, that's the, uh, yeah, Shining sequel, uh, twenty nineteen, and then Black Widow. She plays the young Yelena Belova character in uh, Black Widow. Huh. Okay. Yeah. That's cool. So Good yeah, it's a, it's an, all, it's always interesting her, uh, to me, like seeing like child actors. You know, remember like if you go back and watch like some old movie, like let's say Hook, for example, the boy in that he was in so many movies at that time. Like this, the child actors like ride these. Uh, these chain, these uh, trains of like uh, just starring and everything as oh, that yeah, we need yeah. a kid for, you know, it's cool. Are they all the? Are do do any of them fall under the current uh, popular term of nepo baby? I've never <laughs> heard. That. Wait, are you not hearing about nepo babies right no. now? That's like no, a big thing that. right now. Oh, oh they're talking about nepo babies or nepotism babies. Oh, yeah, interesting. Babies of um, two celebrities who go on to like be in whatever those two celebrities field is. Yeah, for sure. That's obviously getting automatic uh, success. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. Like I've heard of that as like in concept as a thing, but never to the term Nepo baby. Oh, it's, it's big right now. Interesting. Uh, Who was it? I, is Allison Williams is that's the daughter of. Yeah. Brian Williams. Okay. She, she's the one who made the best, she said it the best way. Mm. Go look Go look up her quote on Nepo Babies. Because she said, I know, I get it. I did get a leg up. I mm-hmm. do have yeah. more opportunities because of who I am. Yeah. And, it's, and I do still have to do the work. Mm-hmm. The only difference is it's less fun to root for me. Mm. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, you got it. Yeah. That's it. Perfect. That's it. Yeah. I don't, wanna, I don't want you to succeed because you already have everything. Right. I would. I want someone who has to try harder to you than you to to because I love the underdog. Right. And they're the underdogs. Yeah. That's and it. in a way, that's if I was her, I would use that as fuel to just go into being such a great yeah. actor that people have no choice but to separate you from your lineage. You know what I'm saying? I would Where, say that it sounds like that's what she's done. Except mm-hmm. I don't think that she had a that high a bar to clear as far as like how good an actor she was. And yeah, I don't think and she has cleared that high a bar. She's exactly pretty good. She doesn't have, yeah. She's fine, but she's like very much, I feel like in one lane where there's not a lot of depth there in terms of what she she's probably not, able to do, would not which is have fine. had the opportunities she had if her father was not uh, getting shot at in a helicopter. Oh, wait a second. That didn't yeah. happen. Yeah. Is there thousands more young women like herself that could fulfill what she is doing and, you know, movies and TV. Yeah, to her yes, level, absolutely. sure. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Uh, but she's good in girls. I like her in girls. And she made that really that good point. Girls. She has mm-hmm. perspective of her own 
place. Yeah. That yeah. Could have, that, That's great. Like gave her that one her like points in my head. Yeah. That she has pers- her own like perspective. Absolutely. Yeah. So yeah, Megan, uh, people should see it. Um, if you want just like a little fun rompy um, thing, don't expect too much. Although it's PG thirteen, which also is like kind of put something in your brain, like oh, this isn't going to be that edgy. But right. there's a there's a brutal uh, murder, a couple murders, Kills. but one one specific one that's like pretty much with a kid that you're just like oh wow okay were, they're doing were, it. Were any of these mo- Would you consider this movie experimental in any in any way? No, not at all. Like, uh, like zero uh, ways. There, this this movie is is like end to end, front to back, the way it is. There's no, there's nothing special about it. You can't mix up the parts of it. You can't watch it out of order. You can't no. start from one place and do anything <laughs> oh, like that. God. Right? Uh, it's not weird you can, uh, and you experimental. Yeah, a lot like a TV show that we did watch for our podcast that continues to be more about TV shows and movies. Yes. Then this week we watched two weird shows. Uh, yeah. And I want to talk about the colorful one first. Okay. Tell me about Kaleidoscope. Oh yeah, Kaleidoscope is a eight part series um, that the premise was if for those that listen to the upcomings episode that we talked about this that you can watch these in any order and so it's about a heist involving all these different characters and what I didn't know what I came to realize was that a couple of the episodes are actually after the heist I think two two are after the heist I think that take place the one that I watched yeah the so yeah the one you watched yeah I you told me you recommended an episode for me to watch, mm-hmm. and then uh, we agreed that we should both watch the the episode that counts as the last episode. Yeah, which There's is one white. episode that counts as the ending episode of the series. Everything else, you can watch whatever order you're supposed to watch. You know what? I looked up. So I Googled, like, which the best order just to see if there's stuff out there. And people are talking about it. So there's, like, a chronological way you can watch it. Which Yeah, that means you wouldn't watch White last in that case. You would have two. White would be episode uh, six. And then you'd have uh, two more after that that go into whatever. But I don't think that's as fun. I don't think that's as fun. And it doesn't work because it's not built that way. And I'll tell you why. Because did you watch Red? Uh no, I didn't watch Red. I did watch Red. That's the one you told me that I should check out. Right. You said you would watch the other most popular mm. one, which I think was Violet. Uh yeah, Violet. Not maybe most popular, but like the highest rated on uh, IMDb oh, okay. at the time. Yeah. Oh no, I did watch Red. Did I tell you to watch so, Red or did I tell you to watch uh Pink? It was uh, Red the day after, oh, right? No, you told me to watch Red. Yeah. It was the day after the heist, right? Oh okay. No, that is the one because that's the oh, so shortest. Watch the same one then. Yeah, well, no, no, no. I watched Violet, White, and Red. I watched three. Oh, okay. Yeah. And then Violet. So that's, it was just completely coincidental. I chose this out of the blue. Violet is the one that takes place chronologically first. So I've oh, seen the ones is- that are first, and then the heist, and then the one that's two the that day after. Last. Well, not the two that are last, because there's one that takes place, I think, months and months after the oh, heist. Wow. Yeah, which is pink, maybe? I think it might be pink. I should start so. off the this whole review by saying yeah. the mixing up the episodes and like jumbling up the timeline mm-hmm. is a failed experiment. This did not yes. work. Agreed. It's not good. It's not a good thing that they did here. But also I'd say it's not good because they didn't execute on maybe what they could have done better. Maybe. And it, so it made it for a very, I'll just say that the my overall things that, and this will trickle through everything, is that there's not really stakes 
most of the time that's like mm-hmm. really that interesting. There's no real yeah. like drama that's like right. created and no edge really to the thing that's like propelling it towards uh, things in a in an interesting way. Like so it just feels flat. It just feels very just like kind of blah to me and uh, that's unfortunate because yeah. yeah, you want to care when you're watching these random things. You want to put the pieces together in this random order. It should be fun. Mm-hmm. It should be funner. The uh, my notes, my notes are pretty. They're pretty stark at the beginning, and they're pretty drastic. This is annoying. I hate this show. <laughs> uh, starts with the morning after dot dot dot. Then I don't know. Uh, <laughs> the uh, but the main note I wrote was none of this makes sense without knowing what each character knows in the moment. Right. So like, the and I don't mean the mysteries. I right. mean literally like what anything. Yeah. Like 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 there's it's not a mystery I don't think in the show that I'm going to give them I don't remember any of their names. I'm going to give them the the most basic uh nicknames. Yeah. Nerd. <laughs> Nerd uh and White boy? curly hair okay. uh are having an affair and I almost remembered Captain Boomerang's name. Um Boomerang. Captain Boomerang from uh Oh. That was Captain Boomerang. That's the Jai only guy Courtney? other than what's his name, huh? Is that Jai Courtney? The guy yes, who looks Jai like uh, Tom yes, Hardy. Yes, yes. Jai Courtney. There's a there's a name I actually recognize. Oh, okay. Uh, and Jai Courtney may or may not be aware of it. That's his wife, the curly curly hair girl. Is she really his wife though? In the uh, yes, in oh, the show. Oh, oh, no, I don't know. I don't know. They're together. Cause, oh, because I've only seen a small part of it. Well, remember though. So in the uh, in the white episode, we see them like kind of like kiss or hug or something like or get have like a look of affection before uh the heist oh i don't know if you notice red she straight says he's my husband and then um oh yeah she straight says he's my husband i thought you were saying maybe they're like playing a game or something because it does seem like everybody because then she kills him right she kills him yeah which is like a whole but was there motivation there i didn't know if i really understood what was going on there I think this is the problem with the way that they've constructed this show where you can watch it in whatever uh, thing mm-hmm. is that none of the characters can really be that complicated or else you're going to lose any of the nuances between episodes. And right. you do anyways. I think it's still that still happens. Right. But you can't really put more nuance than what I thought was pretty obvious, which mm-hmm. was, um, oh, uh, she likes him because he's big and strong, but he's dumb and an asshole. Uh, and she's starting to like it, smart. She likes smart, sensitive boy better. Right. Uh, but she is still uh, committed to uh, the big, group. strong, dumb. Oh, 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 so uh-huh. so her t- her her thoughts are conflicted until right. the moment she has to make a decision when she makes. And I'm going to go ahead and check storytelling 101, the wrong decision and shoots a nice boy, nice, nice kid. I'm going to call him yeah. uh, in the head. Right. Defending yeah. him. Defending. You can't defend. No, defending. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Big, defending dumb, big dumb, de- strong guy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Which was like. So you can't come back okay. from that. I don't care that you killed your husband. Right. You can't come back from you killed the the one that was the goodest boy of the team. And you, you know how. Uh-huh. No, I was going to say. So then he lives and I don't know what happens. I didn't see that episode. That's the one that's months after the oh, heist. Yeah. He yeah, comes yeah. back in that episode, I think. Because that's a big gasping, part of that. Uh, in in 
they sh- I don't I, now I don't know what happens in which episode because it's so confusing. Yeah. Uh, well, so white. At some yeah, point white. He grabs pens. That was white. In on the way into the like, heist. Ooh, yeah. I'm gonna get all the stuff I can get, and then later he tracheotomizes himself with the pen. Yeah. To save his life. Yeah, which I was like, why are they showing in the moment? I didn't know that was going to happen with the throat thing. And he holds two pens up in the air to make sure we know, oh, look, yeah. I got these, whatever they oh, are. Oh, it was very. Oh, yeah. so that brings me back to what I was saying. Um, so the show is very simplistic because it can't mm-hmm. get too complicated because you're going to lose the nuance. Right. Uh, which means that everything else has to hit really good because there's the story is paper thin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it doesn't. You got great actors here. Uh, I don't know who Curly Hair is, but she's charming. Um, yeah. Obviously, you have uh, Gustavo Fring. Uh, he's yep. doing a great job as usual. Uh, I don't. I'm not worried about him. Although I could use a little bit less of his weird bodysuit, uh, for sure. <laughs> Unflattering and uh, strange and wet and very wet. Oh yeah, yeah for sure, dude. And then uh, just to mention, like, because we'll kind of just cross talk across maybe episodes here, as it mm-hmm. makes sense. So in the Violet episode, twenty four years in the past, we see the origins of kind of uh, some of the things, like the big bad dude. What's his name in uh, Silas? Oh, that's Silas. Uh, what's his name? Um, Rufus, what's the actor's Rufus name? Rufus Sewell. Rufus Sewell. I love Rufus Sewell. He's yeah. Great. yeah, yeah, yeah. Incredible really actor. Yeah, yeah so everybody, you- go go back and watch Dark City. Oh, what a, what a right. cool 90s movie. And remember, it was before The Matrix. Yeah. And I think... They um, used the sets for The Matrix. Doesn't, didn't um, Roger Ebert call it like Dark City? I think it was like one of his like oh, serious yeah. top movies of all time that he's I ever can believe seen. it. Yeah, yeah, that that Love sounds that right movie. up right right in his lane. Yeah. Um, so anyway, yeah. So we're 24 years in the past. Those guys are friends, uh, John Carlo and Rufus, and so we see the origin of their falling out. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, were they but, also friends with um, Hispanic woman whose name I should remember? Yeah, Paz Vega. Paz yeah, Vega. She, she was. What the, is Paz Vega from? Um, I think it was that jet that uh, Spanglish movie, maybe with um. Is that all? I, I think that's the only before. thing really. Like that was her first first and biggest thing. Um am I yeah, right? Am I wrong? Adams or less. All Rosie's low. Yeah. Nope. Do you see You're Spanglish right. on there? Yep, yeah, it's there. Second Sex oh, okay. and Lucia's uh the thing that they put up at the top. That's her Oh no, I thought that was a um Oh talk to her. Dover, but it's not. Talk to her is an Amadover. Oh yeah, you're right. Yeah. That's maybe what I was thinking. I was thinking of an right. Amadover okay. is that one. Okay. Yeah. And then Spanish. So she has Sp- her, she's her, her Spanish career is huge. Yeah, yeah. She's done quite a few things, but yeah, she's the uh, the fencer uh, character from mm-hmm. you know from that twenty four year in the past thing, and then takes the daughter under her her wing. Um, but maybe there's the someone else playing is, her um, when she's young. The daughter, and that's Giancarlo Esposito's daughter. Exactly. Yeah, because the so wife. So that's not dies. clear in red. I don't think no. they interact at all um, in red. Uh no no that's all in white that you see uh all that interacting with like it all being set up by the daughter the daughter came into the uh she like right so the way that it's if you were to watch red the way I did first mm-hmm. um she seems like the bad she seems like one of the bad guys right she seems like the, yeah she works the for bad guys uh, yeah right hand man yep uh and maybe the only story beat that i enjoyed in what was in white when it's revealed that um the uh, hannah is her name yeah uh tatiana Ga- uh, gabrielle she's very charming 
Um, so I liked her immediately. Uh, and then she was clearly on Rufus Sewell's side. So I was like, well, she's a bad guy. And then at the end, there's the reveal that, uh, just going to spoil everything. Um, yeah. She cuts the, in the most unbelievable part of the, the of the theft. Yeah. Um, the elevator takes <laughs> entirely too long to get from one place to another yeah. and does not raise alarms, uh, enough. Right. Uh, while, while Tatiana's character exchanges all of the boxes uh, for empty boxes, all of the boxes full of money yeah. with empty boxes, and puts them back on a, in an impossibly fast way, puts them yeah. back on a on a well, pile. and fills everything with like other paper too. So yes, that's like, what I'm saying. Like the like whole so much, thing was impossible. Yeah, swapping. Even if the pallet was already ready. That would have been perfect. The right. fact that they literally had to take a bearer bond out and put one on the top of each of the metal boxes that they were. That's yeah. nonsense. Yeah. Bananas nonsense. Right. Uh, but she restole the money so as to give it back to the gangster owners, knowing that the gangster owners would kill her father for stealing it in the first place, saving her right. father, but still allowing her father to get his revenge on the vault owner who is his actual enemy. Yeah, so she as the daughter like implemented herself in getting hired under Solace to work for him basically. To knowing... save her father eventually. Right, right. Yeah. 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 That so was, it was a, a big neat, con that was long a neat con. twist. Yeah. Yeah. And I yeah, and I'm curious to see the episode like that that earlier <laughs> on with the How stupid. Oh. What a what an awful sentence that this show made you say. <laughs> <laughs> what? I'd love to f I'd love to event to to eventually uh come upon the episode that that reveals this critical information. Yeah. For I don't know where stupid. it is. I don't know where it is. Somewhere in these eight episodes. But no, I what I okay, so what I can tell you, I was ready for the daughter thing because yeah. I saw Violet. So I watched Violet and then White yeah. and then Red. So I saw White so and Red Violet back about? to back. So Violet's 24 years in the past. We're seeing um, the the daughter's young, uh, like maybe like eight years old doing karate and stuff. Giancarlo is struggling with the con game, wants to get out, open a, opens a business, doesn't work out, goes for one last heist. And then the mom dies because they try and rob the place without the mom knowing uh, where she works or she used to work. She went back right. to work, got caught in a fire. Uh, Roger Salas was there, didn't help rescue the wife. The wife ends up dying of smoke inhalation from the fire. And oh, that's right. it. And then we see that we see that uh replayed in white. Yeah. So then John Carlo goes to jail, I think for I think it's they say like 17 years of the 24 mm. that it takes place before because then he gets out. I think it's like the green episode says uh seven years before the heist, you know, or something like that. And so uh so yeah, the daughter goes with the fencer, um, Hispanic lady. And, um, yeah. And then that's all I know about the daughter. So when I watched the white episode and I saw that girl working for Salas, I started to kind of put it together a little mm. bit, even though I didn't know for sure. I was just like, Hmm. Cause Can I don't I know who the character you, is as an did, older woman. From that other episode that you watched, mm -hmm. uh, was anyone else in on the double cross? So that first episode literally has, I think three, it has the fencer, uh, Salas, and John Carlo and the daughter. That's it from the from anybody that character wise in this whole show. Yeah. Okay. So that's all I knew. Yeah. Well, the fencer could have been like that's what's her name? Pause, oh, right? Yeah. Okay. So well, there's something the, going on with the FBI, right? That we don't know about. What? Well, we don't know the origins yeah. of that. Yeah. Okay. She's like, she's like real uh, quick. Yeah. The FBI scenes look super low budget. I don't know what happened. Oh yeah. They like weirdly changed like 
the film grain changes. <laughs> like I don't. It's like, like a different no, show, right? It's like yeah, a little spiced. It in. totally looks wrong. Yeah. <laughs> it looks like a USA uh, character's yeah, welcome. Exactly. Or whatever. Yep. Um, but yeah, so Paz has like a deal going with the FBI, but what it's really kind of setting up is just screwing over Rufus Sewell in a different way, kind of, right? Yeah, I, don't, I wasn't completely sure like if she was just playing the FBI. Like obviously she does play the FBI to like make the heist. She's still... closing their window. She's making it so that so that Rufus Sewell can't really chase them that much. Because all of a sudden, police are going to be all over it, right? Oh, that's true. And because he's a dirty guy, he doesn't want FBI right. around he's either. He's holding yeah. dirty money. Right. And the 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 double cross is built upon the fact that if the money goes missing uh, and it's insured, that, in effect, launders the money. Mm. Right. 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 It's new money. It's literal new money. It gets laundered. That money is now clean for the criminals who had it in that in that place. Right. But that's what I wasn't understanding about the ending too with uh <laughs> with Rufus like with, you know cuz then the daughter Hannah says like oh he's cuz he's kind of in on that, right? Like some of that not the stealing of the money but like I don't know. Like I didn't know how much he knew about right. something that was going down because obviously he's pissed off that he sees people breaking into but, this. But this he's vault. but it but he's not prepared for it. Oh, that's the mm-hmm. thing I had to, I wanted to say. Mm-hmm. Rufus Sewell, not a bad guy. Uh, I've only I I saw an episode or is it in White when he's giving mm-hmm. his son like a speech about life? Right. Yeah. I that is the scene that you give a good father in a show about. Oh, a good guy, right? Right, but uh, but like, that was okay. like a good speech, and like he was so, doing right. the only thing that changes is that he goes like when he sees that the whatever's going down is going down, yeah. he like gets very angry and runs off to deal with it. But like that's that's his job. That's reasonable. Like that's that is what even a good person would do in that situation. Well, and so this is this speaks to a few different things. So like one thing is that I didn't understand why he was kept in his apartment because the his wife says something like you can't leave or they said not to leave. Oh, no, they said but to stay here. Sto- yeah. Yeah, they said to stay here and I had to put it together. I didn't realize it I think until red cuz they talk about the storm. And they talk about that's why there's nobody on the oh, street right. cuz I was going to say why is this big city? Why is there nobody here? No, Nobody's no, in the I building. They they were talking about water damage and stuff like that. In the white episode, you mean? Cuz I didn't understand I that in the white them. one. I, I saw a storm going on, but I didn't understand that it was like. Uh, no, no, I I did. I, at oh, that okay. point, I knew that there was a storm that was like could cause damage to the vault. What I didn't understand oh, is what the business was. It's just a bank. It's just a vault. Like that's his job. I have no clue. It was a yeah, company called SAS or something like that. S-T-S. Right. Oh, so it's a security company. Security right. something. Maybe. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Security systems. Who knows? It's not yeah. How that works. <laughs> yeah. And plus, <laughs> the look of the uh, vault is so crazy. Like the. Uh, yeah. The look of the suits too uh, that they had to wear, like those like polyester, shiny, like like they look like who's wearing that? Like everybody, like the s the 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 uniform. Oh oh, the workers. Like, like some, the- it looked so. It looked like <laughs> Halloween store crap. <laughs> yeah. Like it looked so cheap. There were so many cheap things about this show that I didn't understand why they why they looked the way they looked. Right. Yeah. Um, um, oh, so I was like, gonna. I'm sorry, go ahead. Just on the Salas uh, thing. Like, so I'm equating this guy to basically Andy Garcia in yes, Ocean's totally. Eleven, right? Like, yeah. Yeah. Because this is a very obvious, like, Ocean's and Eleven. And Andy Garcia's, he, he's a shitbag from the beginning. He's treating, um, 
what's her name poorly right like julia roberts or who was julia it? roberts yeah. it's really in julia Bar- yeah. so you go well you can't treat julia roberts badly we love julia roberts therefore this is the bad guy right so like in the way you're saying that he doesn't seem like a bad guy like that arc i don't know because yeah he doesn't seem like a bad guy in the first episode until he chooses to save himself instead of trying to help sure. uh john carlo's wife which part of you can't really blame because it's like i don't want to I mean, die i don't want us both to right, die right like it's not his job to save people it sucks you're you're not a you're not a dependable person but yeah. that's not a demand the the world puts on you you know like yeah and he didn't double cross him he could have double crossed uh Giancarlo so many times in that first uh episode and doesn't oh, do it okay. so i'm curious in those intervening episodes before white like what is the setup of his character because i guarantee he's probably made to be more of a bad guy i think but that's, like the, I said, that's what's happening all of but the, that's not what we it's all gonna be super simple like it's yeah. not gonna be yeah. complicated reasons because they can't be complicated reasons right like you can't really um, yeah, I have a lot of problems with the show. There's going to be standing out. There's going to be outside uh, from what we've been talking about. But did you mm-hmm. notice that the needle drops in this uh, show sucked? Like they did. They did not make sense. Mm. Like uh, mm-hmm. the begin, especially the 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 shots where they're driving away on the boat and they're mm-hmm. all like beat up and sad. Oh, yeah, because they there's like both, sleigh bells. One of them was sleigh bells. One of them they play oh. that sleigh bell song. Uh, I. That might I have think. been a different episode because oh, red. I, that was red. Sorry, oh, I think that was red. Okay, uh, but you're saying white I, at the I end. I thought there what? were two separate instances where I saw two separate kind of like jazz funk songs played yeah. over <laughs> them, sadly <laughs> uh-huh. driving away, and I was like, "This is not. This doesn't fit at all." Right. Well, and I even made a point to say like at the beginning of white in my notes about how there's like this cool smooth smooth music playing as they're like mm-hmm. robbing the place and it just seems so on the nose maybe to cue us in like these guys are really rehearsed right. and like ready to do right. the job and blah 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 so it just it, it just didn't I don't know like maybe that's what they're trying to do with the watching out of order thing too is they're trying to cue you on some different um things but oh you know what I just remembered too so like in Violet because it takes place 24 years in the past mm-hmm. there is so many goddamn 90s references it's it's insane you know how that whole thing we've talked about this with other shows like when you take place oh, in the 80s yeah. yeah and it's like you don't want to play too heavy a hand with like all the references like trust like, the audience to know people talked yeah like, exactly mention Rubik's Cubes and the uh, Pac-Man all the time yeah like it was the 80s literally the daughter is sitting there and like the uh, John Carlo has to go do something and she says talk to the hand oh boy and I was like I looked it up because I was like okay I guess that really did start at that time Man, but it's that just little like girl must have been the bomb yeah exactly the bomb.com yeah <laughs> no dot com boom was later oh was that yeah, that's uh, true that is the 2000s <laughs> that's true they tack that on and make it more fresh yeah that sounds awful that I'm, yeah, I'm glad I didn't watch that episode. I'm glad I watched the, the one I did. In a way, I, I'm like, I don't mind watching it because it's the or it's the first episode. So it just kind of gives some kind of a background. And it kind of picked up by the second half. Like it kind of uh, like the, the 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 thieving scenes or whatever is like fine. Like mm-hmm. it was OK. Like that's what we want from this sh- like show. In a way, it's 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 a porno like uh, idea. You know, it's like we just want we want the, the theft. Give us the give, give us, us the, the goods. Give us the the. That was another problem I had with the show was that uh, the when you have a show all about setting up like a dope crime, uh, you know it's going to go wrong because there's no movie exactly. if it does. If it would be a double perfect. cross, double crosses. But, but the way that this seems to start to go wrong mm-hmm. is so stupid. 
the the gel explosive uh, oh, yeah. in the tunnel thing where she's taking too long and then is annoyed that they're taking telling her to go faster. Right. First of all, she didn't look like she was no. good at that. Yeah, like well, she looked like she was bad at that. She looked awkward and like unlike coordinated. Right. And that seemed like a thing that takes a lot of coordination. Yeah. Secondly, um, she like didn't like uh, Ocean's Eleven is all about how they do everything a million times so that when it's time mm-hmm. to do it, they do it exactly the same. Right. But she does everything wrong. She doesn't do it quickly the way she always does. It doesn't seem to be in a hurry in any in any way. Yeah. Uh, never thought that sweating on this explosive crap would <laughs> cause damage and right. takes her earpiece off, which seems like the main thing to not do. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And it seems like that job that she has seems very easy, like in a way that like in terms of the time of it shouldn't yeah. take as long as it's to fill these little Didn't cups with some shit. Time sensitive. She could have been down there like a oh, day ago. Right. <laughs> and right. Done that. Like, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then they have uh, the goodest boy go down and try to save her because he's so good. Right. Um, and and it appears that he dies, but he doesn't. Oh, that's right. Yeah. It's such a weird like sequence. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, this is the thing that goes wrong. And then every, they have to get back to this point. Yeah. But it's not. The job goes fine from there. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like the it's, thing that screws up is that Giancarlo Esposito's character decides to stick around and do this, do, like, of leave course, the diamond the yeah. that, that, or the jewel that was going to screw over uh, Sewell. Right, right. And that diamond, we don't know what that means, right? Do we from... Uh, well, that's another stupid thing. Yeah. I was pretty sure that I caught the last two episodes in order, the way they're supposed to go. Yeah. Because uh, at the very end of Red... Right. Uh, they open the safe. Yep, I saw and that. And she says, "What's that doing in your safe?" <laughs> yeah. And I was like, "Oh, bleh. Yeah. I threw up a little bit." Uh, <laughs> and so I was like, "Okay, so I hope in the next episode they show me whatever that was." Right. And they did, and I was like, "Don't know what that is." <laughs> Yeah, the jewel. Yeah, I mean, I figured out. I could figure what it was. Right. It's whatever he got in trouble for. Right. 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 That yeah. could yeah, easily be. I don't remember. I was trying to think if it's in the, the Violet episode, but I don't remember. What I want to know is how this random FBI agent knew what the fuck it was. That's what that like yeah. on site was like, oh, that one. Like it's the most sought after diamond that we Exactly. Ever the, seen it's the Hope Diamond. Everybody knows it went missing. Yeah. You know? Shut yeah. up. Nobody no. even knows what the Hope Diamond is anymore. Um one thing jump jump into the red episode, dude. One of the the worst uh fight scenes or like uh oh. shootout scenes oh my. in the warehouse. <laughs> Where they just come barging in the worker, uh, the big boss workers. What's his? I forget. I don't know his name. Uh, yeah, he just comes barging in. Wait, who? The the head What's of security guy, Carlos. Yeah, his name's okay. Carlos in the uh, in the show. Good, good actor. Bad. Yeah. Scenes. Oh yeah. Like I've seen that guy do great things. So I saw him yeah. and I was like, oh, okay, cool. He's but then, doing good scenes in that terrible scene where he shoots that dude's family. Right. Right. He, that he's yeah. great in that bad scene. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. But then all of a sudden he yeah gets to the uh, warehouse, barges in to take on an entire room of people with just him Who and his little Who are already lackey. pointing guns at each other. Right. Yeah, exactly. So it's just like that. the whole thing was just so lackluster. And didn't I was just, seem, for a guy who is all about security, didn't secure that room before he went in it. Um, <laughs> right. That scene is very funny. 
Yeah. Uh, yeah. We're trying not to call them Mexican standoffs anymore. Uh, just a standoff right. is right. fine. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh yeah. No, I, the way that Judy lifts her gun at the end of that standoff to be to be the fourth person aiming at uh-huh. aiming it made me think, oh wow, the last person in the standoff is super lame. Yeah. Like like they are so like me too. Yeah. Right. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. It's super. I'm lame. totally committed. But yeah. Speaking of the violence in this show. Uh, I just want to mention uh, Gus Fring's disarming of that gun was the slowest disarm I've ever seen. When they put a gun to the back of his head and then he oh, like yeah. flips around and takes it away. Right. I've never seen that done so slowly. Yeah. Uh, but even worse <laughs> is the 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 trio of stu- of stupidity that starts the the heist. That is just cartoonish nonsense. Yeah. Uh, the first thing that they do is they electrify the uh, the handles of a door that the security guard <laughs> grabs both of them at the exact same time because you would need to to con- to close the circuit to make <laughs> right. the electricity happen. So right. he does that. That's oh, very God. that's very stupid. Yeah. Uh, the next thing is. <laughs> Uh, Paz pulls out a pistol. It is a pistol-shaped gun that yeah. fires full-length hypodermic needles at guys that instantly knock them out. Go watch that show. He takes extra long taking his gun out so that he has time to um, get shot by the needle. When you get the reverse angle of the needle in his neck, the man still has his gun in his holster. Never got close to uh, being in that fight. <laughs> and finally, the gas flower. I just am going to say the gas flower. The gas flower? I don't even the remember. The flower that shoots gas. I don't even remember it. Yeah. They knock out the two guys at the front desk with a flower oh, with an orchid okay. that fires a the cloud of knockout gas. Oh wow! Yeah, I missed that. Yeah, that those are the, fr- those three things happen in a row. Yeah, as they walk into the into the place. And so, okay, so this kind of makes me interested to see the episode before it or one of the planning episodes because I want to see how much of that we actually get to see them like working out or like uh, explaining. You know what I'm saying? Like trying sure. to set it up. Because because how did an orchid with a tank of knockout gas get to the front desk of a security company not right. a security company the most high tech security company yeah. I yeah. understood that the machine that they have between the outer and the inner vault that yeah. is supposed to somehow figure out oh, your gait your walking style yeah yeah I think My I've friend, heard of that in something. I've but. had some leg problems recently. <laughs> I would not be getting through that safe. They would be like, no, it's not you. But considering Where that. Where are your okay. bees? Okay, Where that, are your bees? This is some kind of high-techy whatever thing, but the bees idea, I liked. I liked the, yeah, like the idea, cool. like fill the thing with bees and then I can't More than anything, see. the moment when uh, Sewell opens the, the outer vault and sees the bees, that's yeah. fun because yeah. as an outsider, he's like, why the fuck are there bees? Like, right. like, right? He's like, right. oh my god, somebody's breaking into my, uh, broken into my vault. It's the most unbreakable vault. Open the doors. Let's see what happened. Bees? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, that's great. That's really good. Yeah, yeah. But then it's like, because then you think, okay, he's been one upped. But then he puts it together with the glasses. He remembers the glasses oh, yeah. that the guy was wearing that checked his that's eyes dumb. or something. That's dumb. And use that information. I was like, there's oh, a okay, lot of that, though. Know. There's yeah. a lot of like this impossibly yeah. uh, specific uh, coincidence that happened. Right. Yeah. Um, so I don't know if there's that much more that we need yeah, to. I'm pretty much done. Uh, um, yeah. 
I think the that's music it. was bad. I want to. Rep- re- the music was bad. The palate exchange was impossible. This show has uh, really bad reviews on Rotten Tomatoes. So when I saw that dude, after I we planned to watch it, because sometimes no. I'll wait and kind of see. Like not that we have to review only or discuss like good good things, but in, in general, like we usually the good things follow with people wanting to discuss them because they're mm-hmm. actually good yeah. uh, in pop culture. Like just like generally, there's a discussion going on. Uh, this I don't think there's going to be much of any kind of. Uh, discussing at all do you think that this show is pro editing or anti-editing like did somebody go i'm such a good editor that i can turn these into puzzle pieces that interlock no in any way or is this like we don't need editors we can just throw all the crap on the screen in any order and it'll make sense yeah, no, that's exactly it. Yeah, because the thing is, is that if you're crafty with your editing, you don't have to mix this up. Like, we trust you to go make a thing where, like, okay, show me the past. show Cut over here. Show me this. Show me that. Relate things between time periods in a creative way or whatever, you know? There's this guy in the 90s who made a bunch of movies out of order, but they got really, really popular because he was good at telling stories. <laughs> His name is Quentin Tarantino. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that was, uh, you know, I don't know if that was made today. I wonder what it'd be like a kaleidoscopy in some way, you know, like would they try and simplify it that much? You know, maybe this is just the end product of him having his style. We eventually have yeah. to get to this. Right. Right. Yep. Well, oh, that's God. all I've got to say about that show. Dan, what else did yep. we watch? We also watched on over on Peacock, Paul T. Goldman, which is a show what? that... I know. A lawyer? <laughs> An accountant of some sort? Uh, wait, oh, are you thinking of, um, that's Goodman. That's Saul Goodman that you're oh, thinking right. of. Yeah. No, this you is better close. better call him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, this is, um, we discussed this on the upcomings as well. Yes, this, we did. It just seemed like such a batshit crazy uh, show from It's the a trailer. weird show. I saw yeah. the first two episodes. Yeah, I watched, um, what did I watch? Like two and a half? I think I tried to watch three and I got a little mm-hmm. bit cut off, but I kind of came to realize like I, we, on the first two, you definitely get a sense of everything that the show's trying to, trying to do. Um, yeah. and, uh, yeah, I had a pretty good, uh, pretty good time with it. I had, I had, I also enjoyed it. Um, it's, it was hard to start taking notes for this show. I don't think I took any yeah. notes during the first episode because yeah. it was hard to like get footing. I think right. there's going to be a, if if you're going to watch this show, be aware that the first episode is, might infuriate you. Right. <laughs> well, that could. I don't know. It's weird because if you watch the trailer, I feel like the trailer seems so nuts. What's that? You think it explains? No, it it just it gives you too much. It's like sensory overload. So then when oh. you you go into the first episode, I actually felt like it made it was calmer and more reserved and obvious uh, structurally of like what it wanted to do. Uh, pretty much right off the bat. So like I did take a little bit of notes, but it was just more general, um, just things like the name of the book, you know, things like just factual kind of things for the most part. Um, and the only thing, yeah, and then just some judgment calls about Paul that I was just like, this guy seems like, I mean, he deserves everything that he got in a way because he was like trying to force, ma- marry somebody. He was out there trying to like marry somebody for his kid and just made horrible decisions. Uh, like yeah. not seeing warning signs, having a horrible like ability to just like, maybe because she was a, a, a hot woman, he was uh, <laughs> persuaded by that or something, which we don't know or we don't see her face. So we're not sure right. exactly uh, what uh, Audrey looks like. So, mm-hmm. so, I, so, Paul T. Goldman, not his real name. 
Yeah. Uh, in case you didn't listen to the upcomings, uh, he's a guy who wrote a book about his wife. Uh, I think we can give this a, give away what it is that his wife is up to, right? Sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, his wife is a secretly a, a madam and a prostitute herself. Uh, and, and maybe does porn. And does a, and has like a very unreasonable oh. marriage with this guy Paul. But Paul is an idiot loser. Uh, he's he's just a <laughs> shithead. I don't. He's like he's aloof. He's also aloof in that he's like doesn't just. Well, he's not. But he's not aloof. It's it's bullshit. He's he's actually like holding it all in. He's like cataloging all of like. Every time he's been like supposedly hurt by others and stuff, he's he he's not. It's the smile is fake. That's why that's why they keep telling him like this is not the right situation for a smile, Paul. Stop right. smiling. Right. Because not it's not that he feels he just feels the attention and he likes the moment. You right. Know? That's why yeah. he's smiling. That's why he's like. I, I guess because as we dig, dig in like the oh no you see you saw the second episode because I think that yes. one. Is the one where I, I literally wrote that Paul is a goofy, weird, strange, wacky Larry David slash Pee Wee Herman. I think he sucks more than that. And I think he's no, he does. I think oh he's no, bad guy. I think he's bad guy. No, he. But I think it's weird because he seems in some ways almost like slow. Okay. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, and I, I don't think he's dumb, but at the same time, uh, he has no, he has no sense of himself, the self he projects. You know, he carelessly he projects. No, yeah. Just he has no yeah. self awareness. Self awareness. He is yes. not. He is the center of his universe, and everything. Everyone else is just f- things for him to interact with. Right. And he does not. Under, it does not make sense to him why things don't go how they. But that's right. why. But that's why I think he's a bad guy. I think this is a show mm-hmm. about, or I think one of the aspects of this show. This show is about how telling a story changes the aspect of this of of what you're talking about. Right. But. Part of the story is about the banality of evil. I think he sucks because he's so lame at how he sucks. Right. And people who suck like that usually do far more damage than people who suck very loudly and very strongly. Yeah. Because those people get stopped. Right. And this guy just keeps hurting people. Like yeah. just goes through life making small damages constantly to everybody. Right. Right. That, and I think that's who this guy is, you know? Yeah. Yeah. He's not like, I mean, he's entertaining in that he's like so goofy, but to hear him talk is, is he's an awful annoying. person. He, yeah. the, I'll tell you, I think you're going to like this a lot. Um, but the, the, the podcast, uh, the daily side guys that I listen to, uh, news podcast, a little humor, a little anger. Yeah. Uh, the, one of the hosts, he's a old political, he's an, he's a political dude, but he's also, a TV guy mm-hmm. uh, he loved the rehearsal and mm. one of his favorite lines from the show is the actor playing the son of the host right. basically right? right turns to him and says uh, what is this you're a disaster my guy like <laughs> that's the phrase that he tells him right yeah this this is like what this show is about Right. This is th- this is this guy being a disaster out loud to everybody, and just not giving a shit like what who it hurts, and yeah. it is the most obvious in the scene, and this turned my stomach. 
Yeah. When he asks his ex-wife to play herself in a scene where he asks for, for a divorce from her. Right. In a scene that we've already seen played for comedy and in a scene yeah. that very much plays him as the victim in a lot of things. Yeah. And then we see it from her point of view and we see how much he has been victimizing the people in his life. Right. And that that scene is powerful. Well, also, too, it's... uh. It's the first crack we see in like that he admits to embellishing some yeah. aspects of the uh, story because he just he says had that it mentioned just... a couple of times that oh it just makes for a good story right I'm sorry if I'm doing his yeah. voice yeah I apologize if I do. it just no, I like makes it. for a good story yeah you know yeah 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 which is like okay when you wrote the script the version of the book it becomes a script as well. Okay. Yeah. You can embellish that. But in terms of your book writing, you know what I'm saying? Like you shouldn't do that, but he does seem upfront too about trying to, to, to be accurate to what he remembers, but whether that's completely understandable, you know, or like what, acknowledgeable what is, as real. It's not that it's, I don't think it's that he's forthcoming. I think it's that he has no shame. He doesn't yeah. understand that she, he should have shame for having said the things about his, his ex-wife, mother of his child. Right. Who then when presented in the show seems like a lovely person. Yeah. Seems like a person who was in an impossible situation. I I would like to know her story. She's yeah. interesting. Yeah. She's a character to root for. Yeah. But stru- you know? Structurally, too, that was great like to see because obviously this is a lot of adaptation vibes. Completely, mm-hmm. completely. It's like a we should say like a real they, life. They they're showing you th- like three or four different levels of this story. You're yeah. always and and they don't they don't tell you what a scene, what part of the of the what level of the story the scene is going to be in when it starts. You kind of got to figure it out. Right. Sometimes yeah. you maybe think that oh, there's a great scene where it says like uh, oh shoot, what is the they they oh right here it is. Um, the the they they cut from uh evidence so like they're showing they're showing you like basically like like stuff from like an evidence notebook yeah on screen uh-huh. like of maps of an area right yeah and then it cuts to him showing that map to an actor like behind the scenes of the scene they're about to shoot right but the actor does not give a shit about what he's showing yeah him. yeah and so like so like the movie is presenting it almost documentary style, like this is very important information. Yeah, yeah. And then cutting to the behind the scenes of him also presenting that information right. to people who couldn't care less. Yeah. It's fantastic. It's that that was very good. Yeah, a lot of these interactions with the uh the actors is some of my favorite parts on the mm-hmm. set. Cause a lot yeah. of them are just like and maybe this is actually episode three. One guy literally calls him a kid. Oh no, that isn't episode two. You know, where the uh, these are established oh, yeah, actors yeah, too. Yeah. I recognize a lot of these actors that are supporting uh, character actors and other things. I thought I did, but I couldn't. I didn't. I would never pinpoint. Names. I would never yeah. pinpoint or no names, but the faces and the vibes I got from the actors, I, I was just like, thing. I know these. Yeah. yeah. We'd have to look it up and, and dive deeper on that. But like mm-hmm. the lawyer character, uh, the guy who ends up playing uh, Rocco, uh, who's the one who calls <laughs> yeah, him, yeah. I think that's the one who calls him the kid. Um, Maybe. I don't know if that's the same one. But yeah, like literally one of the actors is like, he's like oh, a kid. Okay. He's like so a kid James, on the set. James Remar is uh, Lieutenant Newman. Do oh, you know okay. who that is? Uh, let me go to the... I uh, Lieutenant Newman. I know who James Remar is. I don't know who Lieutenant Newman is. Uh, Lieutenant Newman? Is that the and character's name? Melinda oh. McGraw is the person who's playing Audrey. No, James Remar is not in it yet. Pl- James Remar oh, okay. hasn't, he come. hasn't come out yet. Yeah. The, 
the person who's playing the person who's playing Audrey yeah. is Melinda McGraw. She's, She's great. from Mad Men, The Dark Knight, and The West Wing. I yeah. think I recognize her from The West Wing. Yeah, I recognize her from... Yeah, it's just little parts, too. You know, it's yeah. like nothing okay. big. Character actors. Yeah. Like, every, almost all of them, uh, W. Earl Brown... Dude, isn't that literally the guy from Deadwood? Is that Dan oh, from Deadwood? Oh, I didn't Deadwood? see Deadwood, but I believe it. That's a, that's a real Deadwood name right there. Yeah. Like, that's the dude. Yeah, he's from Deadwood. Dan. Yeah, he's cool. a great character. Yeah, so, like, nice that, I, I love that they got these legitimate um, uh, actors to play, like, roles in this, mm-hmm. even though they know it's, like, they're just shooting scenes. Like, they they say from the beginning, this is not going to be a movie. Like, literally, we're just shooting scenes from the script um, just to, to, for the show for the TV show, I think is yeah. what my, my understanding of it, right? Like there's not really yeah. a ever going to be a movie at the end of this. So these guys are literally guns for hire coming in for probably a day, if not even a day to shoot their thing. And, uh, and they do a great job cause they're legit actors. So it makes it, it takes it to another level, um, to me as well. Um, and it also just shows, yeah, like, uh, cause some of them treat them really well. Like Audrey and him are like oh, really, really great. So. Back Which and forth. Which makes me think, but but it also makes me think he's the boss. Are they empathizing uh, with him because they're empathetic people? Because they do seem genuine. Yeah, but but also he's so in charge of everything that's happening. Yeah, but then like, why do you have you have the one guy calling him a kid when he's being interviewed about him? You know, and then you have. So okay, that's what I'm saying. Right. There's like a wide range. There's a wide range of responses because I to think Paul. The kind of know? guy he is, he's a dork. Like uh, a person, yeah. a person who is kind of a bully. Like, even if they're like, oh, this person's in charge, they're not going to kiss his ass because they'll be like, oh, I know this personality style. I can bully this personality style. It's fine. Right. They're not going to get mad at me. They're not going to like yeah, but it out on me. In the same way that like anybody can can be friends where you can look at somebody and be like, how could you be friends with that guy? And then you go to that friend and you say, oh, no, that's like a really he's like a really like a uh, cool dude or whatever, you know. And then that's the way Audrey is, I think, where she has a lot of empathy for for Paul and can kind of like poeticize a lot of things. Maybe she's just convincing herself in the moment or whatever, but I felt like it was truly genuine. Like I saw enough moments where I went from thinking like, oh, she's just kind of like faking it to being like, oh, okay, she's really trying to, because uh, there's like a conversation they have where literally they don't seem like they even know they're being filmed. Right. And a couple, uh, yeah. Yeah. So like some of that stuff I thought was, uh, yeah, it was cool to see. It's yeah. cool to see the I diverse think reactions. Helps. I think that's there in service of selling us on the fact that he is the victim. Uh, right. Which is his so, point yeah. of view, which is like, it, which may, it, and it helps the audience because like we like, uh, Audrey, like the actress, mm-hmm, like yeah. we like her like immediately. She's clearly warm and, and she's good at her job and it's nice. The situation, it seems like she's comfortable. She's helping to make him comfortable because he's not an actor. So like, right. If she empathizes with him, then we're like, okay, then he's a good guy. So then it's going to work out to be, have you been watching Fleischman is in trouble? Yeah, I have. Yeah. Uh, I got the concept of like, here's a few episodes where this guy's not the bad guy necessarily. Right. Now let's show you why he's actually been the bad guy the whole time. That's what I heard. It flips on, it flips the script yeah. uh, by the end. Yeah. And, this, and this is kind of how I got where the other actors acting in scenes with him are. Yeah. They're like the, scene, the, the, the episodes where you think, oh, he's not that bad a guy. Right. You know? Right. And then the rest of it comes out. Because they didn't. Yeah. Like, what do they go? Like, oh, this is like your first time, huh? This is like the first acting thing you've ever yeah. done? Or, uh, oh, so this is going to be the guy, huh? He's going to be like in the whole thing? That's <laughs> yeah. weird. He literally exactly. says, that's weird. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. it's fun. It's yeah. funny that they're like, but but they're they're making him a child, right? They're like uh-huh. uh, infantilizing him. Right. 
right. to make him less dangerous. Right. Yeah, dude. And it does seem no, like he, he is a guy who can be pushed around by literally anyone. Yeah. And like literally you see that in the scene where the porn shop where like they're trying to. Oh, wait. Did you see? Oh, wait. I don't think I've seen. Sorry. That. Oh, that's episode three. OK. There's a really good example of uh-huh. like basically he tells the story and they get the psychic that, of course, like he really used to like figure out what was really going on with his wife. So the psychic tells him, oh, she's a porn star. She's running a large prostitution ring, mm-hmm. all these things. So he goes to a local porn shop back in where he lives and he, he walks in there and he's and he says what he like basically setting it up as if he wrote it that the porn shop lady confirms the name that the psychic gave and then the director comes out of nowhere and says hold on a minute is it possible you gave the name to the owner (laughs) and asked for porn that this person made and he's like he's like oh that is yeah that could be possible okay he's like all right let's play it that way and it just Uh comes off in a whole different direction immediately where you're just like is that is that jason walliner by the way walliner yeah i was just looking up yeah he's playing the he's playing himself basically exactly yeah he's he's he is the the on paper director of this show exactly yeah so he's the one in charge with shooting he's making this whole documentary as well but he also is shooting the scenes yeah he's acting as the director of this show who does a really good job of like like clearly trying to move him in directions of like like sensible filmmaking right but also being like but i don't really care if you want to do it the wrong way exactly that's fine too. oh yeah like, he really doesn't give a shit no and he knows that it's going to speak to the true character because that's the whole point of it is that the documentary they're filming while they're making the scenes is kind of the real deal of he's the explaining thing, you know? that paul t goldman this lunatic is the kind of person who would write this book and make this movie. Yeah, like this, all these movies being shot and letting this egotistical guy be in his own movie is all just to give him some sense of like uh, self, like that he's bigger than he is. You know what I'm saying? They're kowtowing in a way to be like, oh, okay, yeah, you want to be in your own thing? Okay, yeah, like we're going to shoot a documentary about us making this thing and that's the real thing. Almost like they're gaslighting him. Yeah, right, absolutely. Word of the year. Yeah. And then the truth comes out in so many ways when he's like changing things on the fly or like, hey, telling the director, I want to shoot this where I talk to the camera or I got something to say uh, to the camera. And it's just Mm -hmm. like a nothing burger of a thing that he wants to do. And it's just like, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. do it, dude. Useless. We'll never use that in a movie. Uh, (laughs) Next, next scene. So, um, Oh, just yeah, on. He, he, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I was just gonna say on Jason uh, Wolliner. I'm looking him up, dude. He directed um, Borat, the sequel. Um, not the first one, it looks like, but the sequel he he uh he directed, and then also Nathan for you. He directed some episodes. Yeah. Uh, so he's definitely from this. He knows what he's doing within these. I feel confines. like I've heard him in interviews and stuff. I think. He, oh, okay. He, I think he's he's around people that I like, so I'll, yeah. I'll watch his stuff. I'll, I'll give him a few chances. Oh um, yeah, talented he, guy. Uh, yeah, I, I the second episode I think is really good about mm-hmm. the driving home that this is a show about what a person deconstructing his psyche for you. Yeah. Thinks it looks like. Right. Versus what it actually looks like. Which is what we're seeing, and we're we're. Deciphering right. through what he's saying, everything that's just like nonsense and just craziness. Yeah. But the, but his name is not Paul T. Goldman. That's just the name that Dude, he yeah. is using for this show. And when he said his name, his real last name is Finkelman, I just was like, uh, oh, that's the perfect name for him. Like he's, that's the perfect kind of like just, and he even says it like, oh, that name's kind of a, 
uh, weak or goofy or something. You know, he so he knows that, but at the same time, it's just like it's a, it speaks volumes that he had to. He's changing his name. You know, keeping it Jewish but changing his name. It's funny. So now let me ask you though. Yeah, Paul Finkelman, is he uh, real? What do you mean? Is he real? Is he a guy who wrote a book? Does that book exist? Oh yeah, it does exist. I think so. That person oh, is you're a thinking, real person to whom this is actually happening to. Yeah, so you're saying that like you think this rehearsal, whole thing. Like the rehearsal, where those people are invited into an event, not actors acting in an event. Um, Do you think he is an actor acting in this show? I don't think so, no. I I, I have one scene where I disagree, and that, that, that gave it away to me that it's all fake. Well, this... Uh, Okay, hold on one second. Just let me. So the sure. the, the book. I'm looking up the book. I can it buy called? it. I can buy the book. Yeah. Uh-huh. Secrets of a decadent double life. But what it has like a one word title though, no? Duplicity. Duplicity. And it says by Nikki Weber. Hmm. Who's that's Nikki not, Weber? That's maybe a ghostwriter or Let's like see. a. You yeah. Know, what's that called? Is that a ghostwriter? When somebody helps you write a memoir? Oh, like oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, but usually it would still say. Yep. Usually would. Uh, Secrets of a double. Eye. Oh, wait a minute. It sounds like the right the 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 right book though. Yeah, but it says originally a journalist, Nikki loves true stories and picks over the bones of real life tales before recreating a narrative rich with emotional turmoil. Okay. Published in 2020. So you might be okay. onto something, dude. Yeah. You might be onto something. Uh, Paul T. Goldman offers quite a tale, true or otherwise, is the headline I'm seeing right here. So, wow. Okay. So crazy. So I'll tell you. I'll tell you. I was. Mm-hmm. I was also like, this could be real. This yeah. all could be very real. Yeah. Until the very line where he turns to the camera and he says, "It's foreshadowing," and he gave uh-huh. away to me mm. a level of. Uh, story savvy that Paul Finkelman should not have. Wow, I think, and that's when I was like, "Oh, then it's fake." Oh, this is. Oh, he's he's Borat. This is, yeah, exactly. It, like not an obvious, like not as quite of a mm-hmm. caricature of more like subtle, knowing. more subtle. For yeah, sure. where like the actors don't even know that uh, this is fake. This is a fake thing. Yeah, right. This is. I think this is entirely uh, uh, acted. I think it's a lot of um, improv. For sure. Yeah. Uh, but I think everyone is in on it. It's all it's all uh, acted. Uh-huh. Yeah. Wow. But that's crazy. It's great, but it's very good and it's very naturalistic and it's very real. Yeah. Um, because what does it say? Let's see. Like for the character. So Paul T. Goldman. It's Paul T. Goldman. They his, just say. His IMDb name is Paul T. Goldman. It says writer. He's a writer. Huh. Wow. But even the fact that we're asking these questions. It's fun. It's yeah. 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 It's really cool. It almost yeah, doesn't even like matter if it's like, real. I fake. like reality bending stuff. Yeah. Uh, I really got to go watch the rehearsal. I can't believe I haven't seen it yet. Oh man, um, dude. It, it shook me, dude. By the end of that, I was, yeah. I seriously had feelings of like disgust and like yep. grossness and a lot of crazy weird feelings that I did not at the first episode That's would right. never have told you I would have got there by episode sure. six. So yeah, I can recommend that to you enough. Um, yeah, to yeah. Check out. I've, yeah. I, everything I've heard about it and everything speaks perfectly to me to like a thing where you go like, oh, this is this is how art is made. This is yeah. actual art in yeah. storytelling. Where Fun. you you turn it into a black hole basically of like, yeah, 
uh, everything's uh, folding in on itself to the point where you don't even know what's real. You don't even know uh, what's going on. More than adaptation, uh, synecdoche. Uh, right. Like right. Synecdoche, New York. That uh, yeah. movie where a man builds a fake version of New York <laughs> to portray himself. Then within that fake version, builds a faker version of himself who then continues to build faker versions. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Forever. So crazy. Yeah. Times. I know. Yeah, I remember that that movie broke my brain a little bit after I saw it. I, I got to see it mm-hmm. again. It's worth seeing Have it again. Have you seen Anomalisa? Oh, yeah. Yeah, the, an, the animated, um, was the it stop puppets? motion? Stop motion yeah. puppets. Um, that. Um, yeah. Oh, what's his name? What's his name? That it's wrote? also same guy. Uh, wasn't that also? Uh, Charlie Kaufman. Charlie Kaufman, yeah. Yep, yep. Yeah, really he interesting. He likes messing with reality. He loves the art. Yeah. The thing is, and the thing is, Charlie Kaufman can tell a perfect regular story. Right. Like if you if you wanted to tell like a A and B and C story, you yeah. would blow your mind how wonderfully perfect it would be. Yeah. But he doesn't want to tell that story. He wants the stories where A ends up somewhere else and B is in space and C was buried and yeah, it's all weird. You got to go watch the uh, it's that Netflix show we mentioned it when it first came out um, as a thing. Um, with the, the relationship movie with this oh. like snowy outside and stuff. Do you know what I'm talking about? Oh, it has a it? weird, um, is a weird Kaufman, name. Kaufman thing? Kaufman. Yeah. He wrote and directed it. I'm thinking of ending things. It's called from 2020. Oh yeah. It was a pretty yes, big yes, deal yes. when it came out. Yeah. Straight to I Netflix. just remember the trailer where she's thinking it to himself herself and then he hears it. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, there's a lot of like, uh, reality stuff so that's another thing for you dude definitely yeah i I should just do a catch-up a kaufman catch-up kaufman catch-up yeah yeah Yeah, that goes for everybody out there everybody listen adaptation uh just for the scene where brian cox tells him how not to end the script and then the movie ends with all the things that brian cox told him not to put yes fantastic so great so anyways dan we're getting to the end of the show because we're talking about things that we did not watch (laughs) this week but related Uh, related but yeah for sure Mm -hmm. would you recommend uh paul t goldman yeah uh yeah i would say i would say so i think most people are gonna have kind of a hard time and they're not gonna really reservations you would you would yeah like they're gonna write it off like most people are not gonna get into it they're not gonna understand the complexity the first one's weird the first one's weird yeah like for most people it's not gonna be the one thing that i think will get people into it is that we're in a we're in an age of docudramas and docuseries and things yeah so this is that for that reason with that yeah because like we have like uh docuseries like uh pepsi where's my jet that's kind of thing you know it's like we're going into these stories that are so weird this won't come off as really that weird that's compared to some of these truer than life stories yeah and so. we're and we get like stuff like documentary now where there's kind of right. spoofing documentaries or right. what did the kids from American Vandal just do? They just made something that seems oh, pretty cool. I forget. Yeah, I have to see that too. I've only seen a couple of those. They're also they also have some fun with bending reality as far as documentaries. Yeah, go. that seems so real. Like making yeah. faux documentaries that yeah, seem that American Vandal real. first season's great idea. Great. It's a really fun. You saw the whole really thing. Fun season. You seen the whole thing? No, I didn't see the second season. Oh, I, okay. I, I, I mean the first. first season. I saw all of yeah, okay, and good. it's good. It's yeah, I want to see that. The ending it ends on a dopey joke, and and wow, it almost great. is perfect. It's yeah. almost perfect. Like it it 
It's very good. Mm-hmm. The, which reminds me, actually, the second thing that made me think that the, mm. that Paul T. Goldman was not real yeah. was his his joke his joke ending the second episode where like uh, he found when he finds out that it's a prostitute that he's been married to and he does the math to figure out how, by proxy how many men he's had sex with at this point. Oh. Uh, <laughs> and then he says, uh, right. and then I started in the middle of like just rambling. Yeah. He says, so then I started a series of very many showers and then he just keeps going right. and he slips that joke in there and I'm like, that's too comedian yeah. a joke yeah. for a dude to wing, for right. this nerd to wing. Right. So that's when I was like, okay, this is it's a scripted thing. Yeah. Dude, that's but that joke was and funny. That's... And then and then he does the outro from the shower right. <laughs> while taking a shower. And I wonder if like in the wings somewhere, I, I wonder if like, uh, what's his face? Uh, Sasha Baron Cohen was like helping in some way maybe, uh, maybe. with like, uh, you know, just to be covert though. Produ- like, he doesn't, he doesn't appear as a producer or anything. <sighs> no. Cause it would be too on the nose. I think if he was involved, but, um, I think later, this is something that might come out like afterwards. Oh you know, yeah. After it's done. He was godfathered and, it a little bit, you know? Yeah. Cause yeah. It, cause it's, um, Seth Rogen and what's his name? Evan Goldberg are the, are the producers of this thing. Oh, is that right? Oh, that is yeah. right. Yeah. 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 I remember hearing that. Yeah. Yeah, and they've done things where they take like the remember they re- remade the uh, the room into oh, a, yeah. into a full length movie the, and all this stuff. Uh, disaster so. artist, yeah. disaster artist, yeah. Exactly. So they they yeah they've messed around in this world before. Cool, yeah, for sure. I'm gonna keep watching it. I'm probably cool. gonna finish it. It's right up my it's alley. Only it's six. exactly the kind of. I think yeah, it's only I six. Saw that. Uh, is that right? Yeah, mm-hmm. I think I'm right. Yeah, it's uh, two less than uh, uh, the other one. Yeah, and I thought I was thinking eight might be a little long winded, but six uh, at six half hour perfect. episodes perfect. Yeah, I'm almost halfway done with it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right, we'll cool. come back to you, let you know, uh, you, the listener, know if we liked it or not. Uh, not clear what we're going to watch next week, or is it? Amsterdam. Copenhagen. Copenhagen. I Amsterdam Cowboy? There. No, that's the sequel. <laughs> this is Copenhagen. Uh, we're going to watch Copenhagen, and do we have the other one yet or not yet? I don't know yet. I think maybe, I, I'm thinking if I can get you to get into Copenhagen early and see what you mm-hmm. think, and then maybe if we really feel Match like it blitzing something? it, like just devoting oh, just a whole, Copenhagen? if maybe. it's that interesting. Yeah, if, it, if we're we'll that see. into it. So let's see. No promises, everybody. Yeah. But until then, adios. Bye. Down, two.